Welcome to episode four of our series, Torah for Torah's Sake and Yeshiva Ideology, Back to the Sources. What we've tried to do in the first three episodes is to show how the, the defining Torah Lishma as Torah for Torah's Sake, Lashema Torah, doesn't actually provide us with a philosophic definition. And that Rav Chaim Velazhin, the originator of this definition, although he gets it reasonably from a rush, um, is not really comfortable with just Torah for Torah's sake. He introduces uh, Havas Hashem. Somehow, even though his definition in the um, seems to be against Vekos, especially in uh, Ruach Chaim, but it's not really against Vekos because it ends up with the Shechina being showed on you. So unless we have a clear definition of the difference between the Shechina being showed on you and being in a state of Vekos, uh, it may be a function of what you're aiming for as opposed to what actually the end is. And we weren't clearly understood the relationship between the mode of Torah Lishma and what you're learning. Uh, Rav Chaim seems to build around an opposition between Tehillim and Negaim and Ohalos, but it wasn't clear why uh, content would matter as opposed to approach. Uh, so we, in the third episode, we read uh, the selection of of, um, of Ruach Chaim, Ruach Chaim's parish and Perkei Avot, that is cited in Isha Halacha, um, page 78, in which the Rav basically makes this the capstone of Book 1 of Isha Halacha. And it's clear how, therefore, the uh, the ideology of Torah Lishma has to lead to the study um, engaged in by the Isha Halacha, which, of course, is the study of Halacha. And that's why the contrast um, between Tehillim and the Gaimenoholos is centered. So what I want to do in this episode is to read the episode from Ishalach, the, the selection from Ruach Haim and Ishalacha again, except that this time we'll point out where there are ellipses in the quote of Ishalacha. I'm not sure we'll get through all of them in this episode, but there are three ellipses. Uh, and we'll start filling in those ellipses from Ruach Haim and see how they change our impression of what the Ruach Haim says. And then at the end, perhaps we'll have an explanation of why Rosalavechik in Ishalacha does not appear. Um, to understand it the way that the full quote um, would have it. Okay, so here we go. The uh, quote, the quote Nishalacha um, begins again by saying, "In Yan Halishma, right? The idea of Lishma is Ikara Lashem Ahavata Torah, Ligav La Mod Al Ligav The essence of it is for the love of Torah to make an effort to understand its church. We pointed out last time the tension between that and just saying it's for the sake of Torah itself. But if a person should think, if you think Lishma means Vekus, right, and then we get into the um, comparison to David, and we say, no, right, um, David, David only asked for it to be like Nagai Menaholos, which tells you that Nagai Menaholos are intrinsically better, A, and B, maybe God said no, um, right? And, and so Rav Chaim's comment is, the essence of learning is not to engage, and we pointed out the problematic rock only in Vekus. Rather, to uh, to achieve via this learning, the Torah, the mitzvah, and the the understand the, the hasaga, right? The achieve understanding, presumably, of the Torah, the mitzvah, the dinim, to understand everything properly in its generalities and details. So that sounds like the whole right that the opposition is between Tehillim and learning halacha. But here is the continuation of this in Ruach Haim. 
ולהשיג גם כן סיסרי פלאי מעשיו וחקר כבודו. And also, right, the purpose of Torah Lishma is to achieve Sisrei Pal'eim Asav, the secrets of the wonders of God's deeds, the Chekir Kivodo, and the in-depth analysis of His glory. This requires learning with great intensity, great effort, to achieve the true intentions of Torah in accordance with His comprehension. בכל אשר יוסיף ללמוד, ואוהבווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווו
that the um, that the Torah gives him. Rav Yochman Zachir lekayim mashin emar lo hanchil ovai kanal should sarech li dabek behavat haTorah lemod kol davar davar ad ki lohiniach meuma mimenash lo yada behavina vechakra. Rav Yochman Zachir because he uh, right because he learned Torah in um, he loved Torah so much he left nothing in Torah unstudied. Um, okay. So the um, what do, what do we what do we learn from uh, what do we learn from here? The characterization the characteristic of Torah Lishma is insatiable curiosity, um, and the insatiable curiosity certainly does not end with the study of halacha. Rav Yochanan curriculum includes Meshalot Shualim and Meshalot Kovsin. Right, fables of foxes, maybe Aesop's fables, fables of Shulim, I think that's a particular kind of lower class fable. Rabbi Yochum Zakkai has is omnivorous about uh, is omnivorous about Torah. So it cannot be that um, the study of Torah Lishma is right, has is limited to halacha. Not only is it not limited to halacha, right? So you mentioned at the beginning that there are two ways in which um, it is generally understood that the ideology of Torah Lishma leads to the nature of yeshivot. One is the centrality of the study of the halachic section, the, the analytic conceptual study of the halachic sections of the Talmud. Uh, and the second is that they're not only central, but they're also the capstones of the curriculum. And I think that um, that is an impression that is reasonably derived from the citation of Ruach Chaim in Isha Halacha, which I think is how most of us in modern orthodoxy experience it. Um, but if we actually look at the full quote in Ruach Haim, and this is, um, I think, fully paralleled in Nefesh Haim, you don't get that at all, because the hero is Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai. Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai has omnivorous curiosity, and the metaphor uh, given is not just, oh, I want to know everything um, equally, or I want to know, uh, right? I want to, you know, so I, I don't just want to know halacha. I want to know everything else also. The metaphor is that you're going into deeper and deeper rooms. And here we should recall, Rav Chaim Velazhin is a student of the Gra, and the Gra, uh, I think it's a fairly well accepted tradition, although I'm certainly not an expert on it. Um, left Gemara toward at the end of his life because he thought that he was pretty much, uh, you know, he had a achieve what one could achieve in that, and went into the realm of Kabbalah. And it seems very likely that Ruchayim Velashen believes that one is ending up in the realm of Kabbalah. And if you under, if you um, if you follow the curriculum of Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai, so he uh, Rav Chaim also here excerpts it, and he ends but he, ends, but he excerpts straight to the Vargadol the Katan at the end. So what is the Vargadol the Katan? So the Varg, um, right, and he's building this at the end of the metaphor of how there are rooms within rooms. So the Vargadol. Is Maase Breshida Maase Merkava, which you can understand either philosophically as physics and metaphysics or mystically. Um, and the Varkatan is Havayota Bayeverava, which is roughly what we would call the analytic conceptual study of Talmud, which was the core of the Yeshiva curriculum. Uh, so it sounds like Rechaim's use of Yochim and is directly opposed to the notion that, that Talmud study is the capstone of a person's curriculum. That doesn't tell you that an institution um, shouldn't make that the capstone of his curriculum, just the institution needs to know when to graduate people. Um, it does, also doesn't mean that we have to agree with it. I'm just saying that, that if you want to understand what Rechaim is saying, Rechaim seems to be saying that Torah Lishma is the, 
the, is the notion of being addicted to Torah so that it drags you ever further in and eventually drags you in you know, closer to the king's throne room, which is Kabbalistic, as opposed to the study of Talmud. Okay, so now the question is, uh, if that's so, right, if it's really so that the, uh, that the quote in Ish Halacha is um, excerpted to leave out the, um, right, the very clear, I think, impression in, um, in the whole that, Talmud, that the study of Talmud per se, meaning halachic sections of Talmud analytically, is not the capstone of the curriculum, uh, why does Rav Salvation excerpt it in this way? So the answer to that, I think, is uh, found on page um, 15 of Yishalacha. Uh, there's a passage which I think is the key to the whole book in many ways to uh, much of Rav Soloveitchik's philosophy and is, I think its significance is uh, underappreciated. So here is the, uh, it's the, end, it's the end of section one of Yishalacha, of you know, the very Aleph in Yishalacha, right at the beginning of the beginning. And here's what it says, our purpose, is we're trying to get into right, the furnace of the, right, or the whatever, the, the secrets um, of the Yishalacha. Right? We're trying, right, he's, he's explaining who he's trying to explain, right? And here's, here's who the Yishalacha is. Um, right? He's the one who reaches... Um, right, who who, who um, is revealed within the four amot of halacha, the narrow four amot of halacha, with his hands um, right dirty with the nitty gritty of the world. Um, right, remember Rav Chaim, and we'll get back to this. Rav Chaim talking about how when you're learning the right, you can't always be in vacuous when studying Torah because there are things that deal with really nitty gritty subjects. Biram, um, however. Right, we have to begin by um, comparing the Ishadat and the Ishadas if we want to really understand the Ishalacha, who is a um, combination of them. Um, and here's the key. Because out of the differences and set, uh, right and distinctions among them, nakir et bal havayot uh, Right, the ishalacha when we're trying to recognize is the bal havayot da So the bal havayot da Now remember, in Rav Yochanan Zakkai's curriculum, havayot da is a davar katan, whereas maseh brishit maseh merkava is a davar gadol. And in Rav Chaim Velazhin's metaphor, the the um, right we're we're moving from the davar katan to the davar gadol. So the ishalacha is the person who is at the first stage of Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai's curriculum. And that's why it's important to understand the Rav doesn't see the Ishalacha as the capstone of religion. He's describing a particular religious stage, which he think has enormous power, but it's not, um, it's not the capstone, and it shouldn't really be the capstone of the end of Yeshivot. So I've argued that um, for the Rav, the capstone is the writing of Ishalacha, uh, as opposed to the being of Yishalacha. You can accept that or not, but I think that there's no way, I think it's um, really definitive that the excerpting of Ruach Haim is done deliberately so that one does not um, get that uh, get the parts of Ruach Haim that, that show you that one is supposed to progress beyond the, the Bala Vayas by um, Abayi Varava, but obviously the Rav knows full well uh, where the quote goes.